Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm a feminist, but... Hello, Canberra! We are finally in you! We've never been in you before, and during the darkest days of the lockdown, we thought we'd never be in you for the first time, but here we are! Second night in Canberra. Give us a cheer if you're back for the second night. Give us a cheer if this is your first night. Well, we love you. And I'm a feminist, but I was having a little daydream today about how nice it must have been to be like a rich historical feminist who just like, I don't know, like writing a novel is a feminist act, but you don't have to. So like to be Jane Austen or Virginia Woolf, you know, like how Jane Austen would write novels about like, you know, wearing a slightly looser corset. And still obeying all of the rules, but in a slightly side-eye way. And then she could just take a year off. I kind of want that. I'm a feminist, but... (laughs) 
Recently, I did a stand-up comedy gig and as we were leaving, an elderly man came up to me and said, now look, now listen. I don't know why you have to swear when you're doing your comedy. It's all right for the boys, but we don't want to hear all that muck coming out of such a pretty face. And I said, thank you so much. Because he said you were pretty. Yeah, it wasn't my finest day, Deb. Um, I mean, that's why you're confessing it. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, absolutely. That's it, that's it. I know what you mean, because I've also been mansplained to by a man who assumed that I was much younger than him, and I was like, mm. yeah, tell me more. <laughs> Explain more things to me that I wouldn't know because I don't remember that year. That's... <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. Sometimes you're out there, you're on the front foot, you're being passionate and powerful, and sometimes mm. you just want to get a little compliment. Mm. I sometimes want to be... I, I want to be sexually objectified for one hour a week. Yeah. Yep. But I want to choose the hour, and I don't want to have to communicate to you which one it is. <laughs> is that so unreasonable? I'm a feminist, but... I'm an Aboriginal woman and I'm a business owner. And I went into business with another Aboriginal woman and also a white man because I like to live on the edge. Just like. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but. Um, until I was 28. I, I thought it was called uh, the, the the bechamel test, <laughs> as in uh, as in lasagna. Why did you think it was bechamel sauce? Like, and what was the what was the gymnastics that you did in your mind to get there? Do you thought? Did you think it was a metaphor? I've got no explanations. <laughs> could be like a metaphor. There couldn't it be because it's the sauce that separates the pasta and the meat. So it could be like you know the Bechdel test is you know is the, the women being kept apart from the men and not having the... Co- do you know something, Deb? No one has ever overestimated me like you do. <laughs> I love it. Are we ready to start the show? Then welcome, welcome, welcome to the Guilty Feminist Canberra! Can I have a big round of applause for those phenomenal women that you will be seeing a lot more of later? That's right, Canberra. It's the Guilty Feminist right here, live in the Australian Capital Territory. I'm so excited to be here. I will say, last night's audience were excellent. Um, Yes, yes, if you were in that audience, well done. And I will say, last night was strong, but I feel like tonight could be stronger. Uh, It depends on, you know, what kind of Canberra audience are you going to be? Because somebody said when I was coming here, Canberra audiences do, they're polite and they like to obey the rules. (laughs) If you tell them to do something, they'll do it. Uh, But they're not reckless. They won't go off of their own. It's not going to be a revolution. Um, I don't know. Is that something that you recognize? Yes, it is. So here's the thing, feminists of Canberra. Um, You can either be bound by Canberra rules... Be polite, sit in the dark, do as you're asked. 
politely clap when you're asked to, but not too loudly, no woohooing. Or, or you can identify more as feminists than Canberra citizens tonight. And feminists are revolutionaries, by definition. Um, do you know how suffragettes got the vote? Blowing stuff up. Um, I'm not suggesting you blow things up, by the way, in Canberra. I'm not here. I could get arrested, I think, for saying that. That's inciting violence. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying go and blow things up. I'm just saying... I did an ABC radio show, which was a lovely chat. And it was a feminist chat on the ABC. And it was lovely, and it was very dignified. And so if you want tonight's show, and the performers are listening to what you do now, if you want tonight's show to be sort of like a nice ABC chat, um, then you will need to applaud one of my hands down here. If you want it to be more of a... Someone's applauded already for that. (laughs) Yes, that is what I've come expecting. It's a school night. Come on now. A nice chat is enough. If you would like it to be more of a sort of riotous night in the pub with some feminism thrown in, you're going to clap there. But if you would like it to be the revolution that burns the patriarchy to the ground, ending in some kind of, I don't know, unbridled feminist orgy, then you need to clap with my hands up here. Remembering, hold on, hold on. I haven't done the clapometer yet. Get carried away. Remembering that Gloria Steinem said, if we want dancing and laughter and sex after the revolution, we need to have dancing and laughter and sex during the revolution. I feel like a swirl of a cape gives that revolutionary feel. Ready? I'm not sure you can win battles against hardcore, deeply inserted patriarchal power structures without a sequined cape (laughs) and without laughter and dancing and sex. Uh, I just don't think you can do it. I don't think it's ever been done before. There's never been a revolution without music. Think of one revolution that's happened without music. It doesn't happen. You've got to have music. I think you've got to have joy because if you don't have joy, people won't be drawn to you and they won't want to come back and they'll tire easily. And you won't have resilience. The three things you need are resistance, resilience, and joy. Um, But I also think you need music. Uh, So tonight we have a lineup for you, Canberra. Uh, we have stand-up comedy, we have music, we have revolutionary music, and we have an incredible guest. So, if you would like it to be a sort of fireside chat that would be presentable at 2pm on the ABC about how things are a little bit difficult now, but we'd like them to be a little bit better if nobody minds, clap now. Just somebody in the expensive seats up there. Um, Just going, I quite like it as it is, but I, I do like to be part of a club. Uh, if you would like it to be, and I'm going to keep my hand going up, if you would like it to be a fairly hefty, hefty, joyful festival of feminism, clap now. Lovely, lovely. Yes, lady in the front row saying, I'm going to be absolutely honest. I'm not sure about the orgy. Uh, it's not what I'm comfortable. If you would like it to be a revolution that burns the patriarchy to the ground, follow my orgy, clap now! Western Australia can hear that and they're intimidated. They're like, oh shit, we didn't go that far. We never saw that happening in Canberra where they have all the straight roads and the roundabouts and the no petrol stations allowed in case they look a bit ugly. 
it's very specific here, isn't it? It's very, we've made a road and we've made another road and those are the roads. There's no organic roads. Because it's designed by men. Thank you, yes. It was designed by a woman. Oh, I'm so sorry. We... Oh, it was designed by Marion Burley Griffin, apparently. But, but her husband what? Her husband got the credit. Her husband got the credit. What? So Lake Burley Griffin that's in the middle of Canberra, did he get the credit for that, but was her idea? What? Why did nobody tell me this earlier in Canberra? I had no idea. I went up to the... What's the name of the lookout today? My friend from Canberra took me there. Mount Ainsley, thank you. Is Mount Ainsley named after a man? Yes. Of course it is. But who, does, who made the mount, though? It probably... Um, did a woman make that mount? There was just absolutely flat land there. A woman came in, just made it her life's work, and then they went... Ainsley walked us past that then. Name it after him. Um, that's a natural mount. Is that a natural mount? Because not much in Canberra. You never know in Canberra. You, look, you walk past a body of water and you go, what a lovely... What a lovely organic. And they go, no, there was nothing. There was nothing here at all. And uh, or whatever was here, they raised it to the ground and started it again to make it look picturesque. And so, so it was Mary and Burley Griffin. So how did her husband get the credit? I ask. <laughs> he just stoned it. What? How? I don't understand what happened, though. How do you know this story? Someone who knows the story. Who's a Canberra historian who knows this story best? Me? Okay, great. I like the confidence. It would normally be a man saying me. Last night we had a man called Anthony, and the first time I asked for clarity, he said, no, I'll help you out. Um, <laughs> it was lovely. He was lovely, but he was fast because he's been trained to be confident. So I like, I like and I don't, want to, I don't want to assume your gender. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to impose gender on you. Um, oh, no, 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 you've got to come down to the front because I'm looking for a proper chat. Okay. Oh, is there a microphone over there, though? Is that the official microphone? It's hard for her to get here. Is it okay if I just... Okay, just come here. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm meant to do this, but let's... let's pr- yes, yeah, it's fine. Okay, okay. So it was Marion Marnie Griffin was her actual name. Marnie Griffin. Marnie. Yeah. What's your name? Marissa. Okay, because we don't want this credit going to Anthony. Okay, so your name's... Your name... Do you know her? Yeah. Oh, wow. Just give us a cheer if you saw someone in the foyer you didn't know was coming. That's Canberra. I've only been here three days and I've already started to recognise strangers. I saw you in the bakery. Uh, yes, it was Marion Marnie Griffin. She was married to Walter Burley Griffin and they, they did the um, entry together. It went under Bur- uh, Walter's name, but she did all the beautiful watercolours, which is what won the competition for the designing of Canberra. And she, the lookout on Mount Ainsley is actually named after her, but you don't see her there, like it's so hidden. Oh, why? Because well, the lookout's named after her, yeah. but her name wasn't Ainsley. No, no, the lookout where you actually stand, because that was the view that she painted um, for the, to win the so it's Mount Ainsley, but the lookout's called Ma- Marion Marnie Griffin Lookout. I was there today. I didn't see that. It should be much more prominent. There is no statue of Marion in in Canberra, which is oh, lol. She's a woman. Yeah, I know. It's an absolute travesty. She absolutely needs one. You know. Um, yeah. Absolutely. 
She's amazing. She did the most beautiful work. They've just fin- I think I just finished the exhibition at the archives. Sorry, I'm just getting all... Why is it Nick doing this? <laughs> We've got another historian right here. And you know her too. How many of you are related, let's be honest? So, so it's Can- people. Whenever I say, why do you know people, people just shout at me, it's Canberra. As if- okay, so you're an historian too. Are you a Canberra historian? Great. Um, and yet you didn't, you were close, you were very, you were very close to the stage and yet you did not identify yourself. Have you been a woman all your life? Um, what's your name? Nicole. Nicole. Okay, so Nicole, if you, is there anything that you would like to add about Canberra, feminist fact about Canberra, or in fact Marion, what was her name, Marion what? Marion Marnie. Marion Marnie Griffin. Okay, so Marion Marnie Griffin. Did Walter never stand up for her and go, it was her? Did he ever, or did he just go... <laughs> Guys, thanks. <laughs> that was just a partnership, but they, um, she, worked for, uh, she worked under Frank Lloyd Wright, who's a big American. They're both American. Um, and they used to erase her name off the drawings. Like, yeah. What? It's, it's, what year was this? Oh, like 19, like 10, 13. Yeah, 13 was when Canberra was first started the planning. Wow. Yeah. So. And they were both American? Yes, because it, it was an international competition to design Canberra. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Why, why was that? Why didn't they want an Australian designer? I don't know. I think Australians entered. I've no idea, but they certainly, um, the Americans won. Makes me feel a bit better that she was American. <laughs> just they're quite a dominant presence. I just, just a bit better. Do you know what I mean? Like, if she was an Indigenous Australian woman, I would be like, I will personally stay here until a statue is erected. I will make that statue myself if necessary. Is she a white American woman? Yeah, yes, yeah. she is. I mean, I'd still like her to have a statue, but I'm like... I mean, did they make a lot of money out of it and fuck off back to America? No, they had a lot of trouble with the parliament. They ended up not doing all of the design that they had initially done. It was a, it was a bit of a heartbreak for both, of, both Walter and Marion. OK, I'm back on her team now. Um, this, is a, this is a roller coaster of a story. Do you have any other Canberra, Canberra facts, famous Canberra facts, Nicole? Or about Marion Marley Griffin? Marley Griffin. No, 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 that's, that's fine. I will stop you. Marissa's given an excellent summation. And Marion is absolute hero. Marion is a hero. Deserves the statue. So, I mean, if we all chipped in, we could get a statue. Can't we just put it up on her lookout? They're not going to knock it down. Just put it up there. Yeah, but why can't we just do it like a gorilla thing? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I actually have my own that I've done myself for myself of Marion. You've, got, you've made your own statue. Where have you? Where is that statue? It's at my house. You've got a statue to her at your house. It's big. It's just a little sculpture. I love. Like a shrine. <laughs> no, it's about history. It's just about loving Canberra's history. And I, you know, I know people hate the plan. I love the plan. I, you know, I think it's beautiful. You know, I'm a total nerd. Sorry. So you are. You're. A, you are a historian. Is that your job? Are you a historian? Oh, can you do an animation about her? I should. I've never thought of that. That's a great idea. Why don't you do like an animation about how she did all the drawings, they took her name off the watercolours, and how today there's a lookout named after her, but they forgot to write it on there. And yet he's got a whole freaking lake. Yes, it is. His name's everywhere. Burley Griffin's everywhere. Um, we, we know that name, but we don't know her name. I think you should do an animation. So why don't you do like a little... Um, have you got an, an, an Instagram or something you can follow? Uh, it's just Marissa A. Martin. Yeah. 
Marissa A. Martin. It's not just, it is Marissa A. Martin. Um, she's a legend. So why don't you, on your Instagram, set up a GoFundMe or like a, a Kickstarter or something for this animation. Everyone here will follow you tonight. And then they'll all kick in. Because if we all checked in, how much does an animation cost? It depends on a lot of factors. But like, give us a ballpark. What do you reckon you could do it for? I do stop motion animation, so it's like, it's labour intensive. So it might take me 10 years, but I will get there in the end. Well, we need you to have help then, because we don't want to wait 10 years. Don't undersell it, because these people are going to be like, oh, I want to see this, put the money in this Kickstarter, I want to see anything. I think you need to kind of like, sell it better than that. Um, So... Like, give us a ballpark of how you could get it done in a year. What kind of money would you need? A year or two, what kind of money would you need? Oh, I don't know. My last film took seven years, so, yeah. Do you, can you not just get help in? Get men to do it. Get men to volunteer. <laughs> any men in here? Can, can any men in here help with stop motion? He's already oh, he's already followed. I, can you help? Are you also an animator? Okay, he's, look, he's not an animator, but he's a confident man who <laughs> believes he can animate. Listen, they have, it's, I don't want men to have less confidence, I want us to have more. Um, listen, he's, gonna, he's offering to do donkey work for you. He's offering to come and, like, you set up things, you know, it takes so long. So, we'll, he's followed you, he's already going to help. I say put men to work, because, you know, it's, it's useful. Um... <laughs> I think this is good. I think this is good. And I think women here would work with you. So I think what you need to do is now set up some kind of page or something like that, and then we'll, we'll get it done. And the, the end of the animation should be, this is why we need the statue. Yeah. Um, and then maybe the end of, you could animate the statue. And then people go, we want to see that now. Hey, that sounds brilliant. <laughs> All right. If you, if, you, if you create that, the Guilty Feminist will share it and we'll do like a little, uh, a little uh, help with your Kickstarter and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'll put, it, I'll put in 100 bucks for that or 200 bucks for that. That'd be great. Um, is anyone else rich and would match my 200 bucks? Or any amount of money? Would anyone put in a tenner? 20 bucks? 50 bucks? Great, okay. Yes, yes. What, what did you have a, a point? We do have a statue of a penis. What? In Canberra. Some people say it's an owl. Like an like owl, like hoo-hoo. Like that kind of owl. But it's, it looks like a penis. Well, listen, you've got something then, Canberra. Why are you complaining? Thank you so much. So, Canberra, we've already got a project. When I come back to you later, um, I will ask if anybody's got anything else they want help with, um, anything, any project that you need help with or anything you'd like to... You've got, already got started that you need volunteers for or money. I'm already seeing you nod. You, 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 you're going to say something, aren't you? You're in the second row, you're wearing a T-shirt that says girls. You and your friend looked at each other and went, yeah, we've got to speak up for our thing. So we'll come back to you later. So you've got time to get your elevator pitch ready. When we do that, there's a microphone over there, so go over and, and you have your elevator pitch ready. You now look awkward like you don't want to say anything, but we all know that you do. Um, you've, have, uh, does she have a feminist thing? Always. Okay, great. Um, I sometimes think any... Like, I feel like Guilty Films audiences are so amazing that I feel like if we just locked the doors for 48 hours, we could probably solve most of the world's problems. There's just somebody... They'll be in here, there'll be teachers, there'll be therapists, there'll be statisticians, there'll be logistics people. I just think maybe we should just run the world. 
Yeah. These are just suggestions. Um, A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Are you ready for some stand-up comedy? Are you ready for some stand-up comedy, Canberra? Are you ready for a revolution? Then put your hands together and make incredible woohooing noises for the wonderful Nikki Britton! Thank you, Dad. Hi, Canberra. How's it going? You good? Yes, excellent. I'm good as well. I'm. Uh, I'm not. People will think I'm away from the kids. I'm not. I don't. I don't have kids. Uh, I've got to clarify that early on, just because I'm a. I look like a mum. I've got mum vibes. I know that. I look like a mum or a wet nurse. Um, that's fine. They are huge. Very polite, sir. You're like, oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh. oh, it's fine. It's been a tough couple of years. Cop and I, full. You've got permission. Full consent. It's fine. This is just estrogen dominance, is what this is. Essentially, I'm swollen with fertility. That's what the doctor said. Dangerously fertile, were his words. Like, I can't walk past any vagrant jizz. I'll go right up, you know, I guess. I don't know. Um, I can't sit on hotel bedspreads. Can't swim in spas. Very limiting. It's very limiting stuff. I mean, swollen with fertility and a little bit of IBS, if I'm honest. <laughs> like, I could fart off an entire dress size at any given moment. Just... Two if I've had dairy. It's a fucking magic trick. Um, <laughs> a few people allergic to dairy in here? Good. Check the seats afterwards. I just... I'm not, I'm not sure that I want my own kids either. I just don't know. I don't know. If I want, good on you, mums, you're doing a great job. But I'm not sure. And when you say that to people, it's often met with like a lot of projected hostility. You know, like, that, that is a selfish decision. You're a worm waster. Do your duty, use your uni. And um, say, righto, dad, fucking hell. And you meet those, like, young mums, like, you know, like, new, righteous young mums who are like, that's a shame. 
that you don't want your own kids because you'll actually never experience real love. Oh, no. You'll never actually feel love until you've had a baby of your very own. So, I never felt love. Not once. Not until I had my very own baby in my arms. So, sad for you. What? You never felt love. You didn't feel a surge of affection for a family pet or hug your grandparents at Christmas. What kind of stone-hearted fuckhole are you that you never felt love until you popped out a miniature version of yourself? You fucking narcissist. You'll never experience love until you're prepared to protect something with your life. Um, I have an iPhone, okay? I know what that's like. And everyone's having a miracle, aren't they? Everyone's a miracle. She's a miracle. She's our little miracle. She, she's, she, she just appeared one day. We're not really sure how. She just... Because that's a definition of a miracle, isn't it? Something that defies science. Mystical origins we can't explain. But... Um, you rooted. Like you raw dogged it. Like she, like she's beautiful, but the act itself was like. like I mean, I could feel the hope going out of the room. Please don't. <laughs> Rest assured, miracles do happen. Honestly, like miracles absolutely happen. Like you know, I'm in my mid to late thirties, dangerously fertile. Made some very flippant sexual choices in my time, and I've never once been pregnant. I'm your fucking miracle, Canberra! Yeah! Put me in a book. I'm like Virgin Mary in reverse. Just a woman in a manger covered in jizz, just like, still not pregnant! 20 years I've been on the dick, 20 years! See how much energy it takes to dodge young men's urges and their latex allergies? Fuck off. Deserve a medal. Oh, I am single though. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure why. Um, I don't. I quite enjoy, like. I don't mind being single because you know what gets in the way of a good wank is a loving partner. Um, every time, I sometimes wish that I had a partner just so I had someone to blame for being late though. You know, because you guys in relationships, you're always, oh, sorry, we're out the door and Grant's mum called and she just, <laughs> or, oh, the kids were kicking off and we, I show up late, I'm like, well, it was me, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't want to be here. Um, <laughs> I have, I have, like, really... Waited up in recent times, though. During the pandemic, I had a lot of time to think. Um, a lot of time to Maz as well. And I just... I just wonder if relationships are all they're cracked up to be, you know? And I started to look for information and messages from our foremothers, women gone by, you know? And I came across a cautionary tale, what I believe is a cautionary tale, uh, in a poem that was written in the 1700s in Germany, titled Dear Liza. You may be familiar with it. Um, and it, it was written by a female and uh, 
Look, we, we open on a rural scene. If you'll humour me, I will do a quick moved reading here for you, if that's okay. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. Um, we open on a, on a, a rural domestic scene. Um, man and wife. Henry has a problem. There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza. A hole. So, so far, Henry has identified a hole. Um, huge pastime of men all throughout the years. <laughs> Apparently, that's... Holes. They can't get enough of them, you know? Digging them, putting the shit in them, to get balls in holes. Anyway. Liza responds, then fix it. Dear Henry, dear Henry, just, just fix it. Yeah, like I'm, de- I'm dealing with the household. I'm looking after the kids. The bread is in the oven on the rise. It's going to be hundreds of years before this shit's evened out, isn't it? So just do the fucking bucket, mate. That's your shit. <laughs> or paraphrasing that. I was just paraphrasing. That's not the actual words. Um, then Henry counters. What with? Dear Liza. Dear Liza, what with? Dear Liza, dear Liza, what with? (sighs) Straw! Now, not traditionally a watertight material, is it? You can't help feeling she's stitching him up at this point. She's like, yeah, stick some straw in it. That'll kill an hour and a half. I won't have to look at your fucking face. Get the fuck out there. Henry says... But the straw is too long. Too long? How are you applying the straw, Henry? What are you, how? The straw is too long. Then cut it, dear Henry. Just cut it. What with, dear Liza? Dear Liza, dear Liza, what with? straw, Henry. You could literally rip it apart with your hands, yeah? Just rub it on a door frame, mate. Anything. Anything. Just a a butter knife. Just get a butter knife. Oh, the knife is too dull. The knife is too dull. (laughs) Then sharpen it. What with, dear Liza? The knife sharpening stone, Henry. Yeah, we had it by the back door. We went to Bunnings. We got knife sharpening stone with the label maker. We put it on the stone. Just a bit of that, yeah? Just a bit of back and forth like that. But the stone is too dry, dear Liza. Dear Liza. You know what else is dry in this house, Henry? You know what else is dry after 25 years of marriage with absolutely no mental stimulation? You know what else is dry? Then wet it. Like you can't wet me. Again, all paraphrasing, all paraphrasing. That's sort of not in the original poem. Um, um, he says, what with, dear Liza, dear Liza, just literally anything, yeah? Just water, champagne, I don't know. Just, get, just piss on it. I don't really care at this point. Go Get your bucket, take it to the well, fill it up, bring it back, pour it on the stone. <laughs> There's a hole in... And then she killed him. She actually killed him then. Um, Yeah. A cautionary tale, I think. A cautionary tale through the years. We got there in the end. Um, I'm Nikki Britton. Have a great uh, first half. (laughs) Nikki Britton, everybody!
All right. Can I ask, are you ready for your elevator pitch? Do you, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. There'll be other people who want to do it. It just looks like you had something. Yeah, you do? Can you what, sorry? Can you go second? As no man ever said. No cisgendered straight man has ever in his life said, can I go second? That's probably not true. That's probably not true. It's just the ones we hear from who want to go first, actually. But it's just there's a lot of them, aren't there? Um, uh, can you go second? Okay, there wouldn't normally be a second, but if, can someone go first? You don't have to have a real thing. We just need something fake so she can go second. We'll assume whatever you say is made up. And we won't... Great, we'll cut it out. Yes, what's first? I... Hold on, hold on, you have to go to the mic. Okay, there's a... See there, that's... that's a, that, the, see the mic on the side? Um, is that... Is that Craig? No. No, what's your name? Brenton. Brent. Brenton. Brenton. Great, thanks, Brenton. <laughs> Big round of applause for Brenton. <laughs> Hello, what's your name? Hi, I'm Celia. Hello, Celia. Uh, I have this project. I would really, really love to hear what the woman in the second row wearing the Yeah, the Girls t-shirt wants to say. And that's my whole project. Oh, you're... Oh, excellent. So your project is to hear a feminist project that you can get behind. And specifically, you'd like to hear a project from the woman in the second row wearing the Girls t-shirt who would like to go second. Well, that, that's a very generous feminist act, and we applaud you. Thank you, Celia. Okay, so who else would like... Who else is on board with Celia's project? Great, okay. Um, all right, so are you happy to go second now? Brilliant. What's your name? Hillary. Hillary. Big round of applause for Hillary, please. Thank you, Celia. That was really nice. Um, So I'm a public high school teacher, and there's a few other teachers in the row. And Um, public here means state, doesn't it? Yeah, so government. Um, So we are at a very poor school, um, and we have an amazing kind of cohort of girls that we've been trying to do a big feminist group with. Feminism with teenagers is a little bit difficult, and there's still a stigma kind of there, but we've been trying to do our own group, and we call it the Empower Group. But we empower group. We call it empower because we didn't want to call it the girls group. We didn't want to call it kind of that. So we call it empower. Um, We you haven't called it empower her, have you? With an with a a hyphen H E R. I haven't tried that. No, don't. Okay. Everything everything to do with women's got to have a a girl pun in the middle of it, and I'm like, we could just be people as well. So empower the the empower girls group at school. Yeah, um, and we don't have enough ideas, actually, because we don't have enough staffing sometimes to actually get the group together, and we only have enough to do one-year group rather than oh. 10, 9, So you need and speakers and, 
activists to come into the school yeah. and to, to run a session yeah. or to encourage the teenagers. Energise our or, girls. Or, or, or even, like, find out what they're interested in and get them activated. So like a little bit like what we did tonight where we found uh, someone who was passionate yeah. about something and then we said, why don't you spend the next seven years of your life animating it? <laughs> we found you a man who's going to be your personal assistant. The rest of us will chip in some money. We're sure it's going to be fine. We'll follow your Kickstarter. So something like that where someone... So here's an idea. You know what would be great is an animator to come in to, to talk about <laughs> stories. Because whether or not they're interested in animating or not, they're interested in, they'll be interested in stories. And stories are a great way to communicate whatever their message is. So that's a good one. So would you be up for that? Great. Okay. Okay, who else do we have in the house that thinks they have a skill? Oh, there's an historian here. Uh, Nicole? Is it Nicole? Yes. Nicole, you're a historian. Um, do you think you could come in and do, like, how long are these sessions? Uh, 50 minutes. 50, 5 5 And are they usually lunchtime or after school? Uh, no, we actually do them during their school day. So oh, we, during the... We, we grab them together into a group, yeah. Oh, do you just pull them out of other classes? Uh... First, are you allowed to do that, or is this just off the gorilla? I think... <laughs> Do you just walk by like they're doing biology and be like, I've got something more important so for I you. Do. We're running a revolution in the home ec block. Uh, ironically, they'll never guess. They'll think we're just like stitching aprons and stuff and making scones. But in fact, we're going to take over the school first, then Canberra, then the world. Um, is it more like that? I think the education minister is actually here. Oh! It's Canberra! It's Canberra! Of course, I've seen the education minister in the audience. Uh, if you, if you are, if you think you might be the education minister, could you just cheer? Just cheer if you're the education minister. Two people cheered in different parts of the audience. I think one was just basically being the support cheer. If I cheer first, she might cheer second. We've had a precedent for that Canberra tonight. Um, where are you, education minister? Could you just, do you mind standing up or waving? Who's the real one? Can we have the house lights up a tiny bit? Lovely. Are you the actual education minister for the ACT? You could go in and do a session with the girls about how to get a job like that. Excellent. Would you be up for that? Where's your school? Um, so Caroline Chisholm. Caroline Chisholm, yeah. named after a woman. Uh, and where is it? Uh, it's in the suburb Chisholm. It's in the suburb called yeah. Chisholm? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it's a suburb called Chisholm. I don't know where that is, but you will because you're the education minister. Okay, great. What's your name? Yvette. Yvette. Okay, so I've got you, Yvette. Um, I've got you, Marissa. I've got you, Marissa. Um, and I've got you, Nicole. Is there anybody else here who feels they could do a session? Yes, what's your name? Uh, Jess. Jess. What could you do your session on, Jess? Uh, I run both sex ed and fire-twirling. You run sex ed and fire-twirling? <laughs> Those are things you want to keep separate. Sex Ed and Fire Twirling. Just two sessions. I think you need two full sessions on that. Um, fire Twirling. I mean, Fire Twirling feels like a revolutionary act. Sex Ed, obviously. Anybody else? Yes? Oh, Amnesty's here tonight out in the foyer. Is that you, Cathy? Brilliant. So Cathy was here last night, and Cathy's got a brilliant thing you need to do as well. You need to sign up to the Am Amnesty Feminist Society 
um, because they're doing absolutely incredible work and you can find them outside and definitely sign up. She explained last night everything they were doing and it's really amazing, but especially with abortion rights. And you need to keep an eye on those and you need to escalate the ones you've got because they will be taken away otherwise because we know what happens, people get emboldened, etc., etc. So, Kathy, you could do a brilliant session. Amnesty Human Rights, that would be really good. Anybody else? Yes? yes? Work Health and Safety Commissioner and Deputy Commissioner. Deputy Commissioner, brilliant. Um, I went to an incredible exhibition today uh, called Connection at the National uh, Museum. It's an incredible immersive exhibition featuring so many indigenous artists that makes you feel really close to the earth and it's, it makes you really think, uh, what am I worried about? Like, these are the big, these are the big issues. It's absolutely incredible. It's really remarkable. And our guest tonight in the second half is Belinda Kendall, who is a brilliant Aboriginal woman running a business and she's talking about leadership and, uh, cultural responsibility. She's really, really amazing. And I would love it if you would, uh, if, if anybody in the audience knows anybody who could volunteer to do something and I'm not imposing on indigenous people to take up more of their time to go and you know give more ever more emotional labor but I think that's a really important thing to be doing and I'm sure you're already doing it or focused on it or trying to do it um, but if anybody here has got any contacts or knows anybody or is anybody um, anything queer anything like that or anybody else just happy to do anything um, yes uh, I work with the Domestic Violence Crisis Service, so we can do ethical bystander intervention training. Oh, so brilliant! I'm also the chair of the Ministerial Advisory Council for LGBTIQA. Oh my God, who's not here tonight? <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, I just need you to repeat that for the podcast. Would you be up to go to the mic and say that? Yeah, right. Talk louder. Oh no, it won't. It won't translate. It'll translate for the room, but it won't translate. Okay. Um, Hilary, do you feel you have enough? Great. Okay, so if you said you were up for something, you're going to have to find Hilary in the interval. Hilary, where are you going to be in the interval? Could you be stationed somewhere? Could you go to the amnesty table? Okay, so Hillary will be by the Amnesty table. Stop by, sign up to the Amnesty Feminist Society. It's about female human rights and also, you know, other people of minority genders. Uh, but also stop by, and if you said you'd help Hillary, could you please give her your email? Um, and if you didn't, but you think you've got something to offer, you know someone who could offer something, could you also see Hillary? Brilliant. Hello, what's your name? My name is Sue. Sue, hello. Big round of applause for Sue. <laughs> Sue, could you please tell us who you are and what you do? Uh, so I'm the CEO of the Domestic Violence Crisis Service here in the ACT, and I'm also the chair of the Ministerial Advisory Council on LGBTIQA plus affairs. Wonderful. And what was it that you said you could do with Hillary's school? Uh, so my background is as a sexuality and relationships educator and a violence prevention advocate, and I run ethical bystander intervention training. Ethical bystander intervention training. Okay, great. Um, that sounds fascinating. Next time we come to Canberra, would you come on the show? Because I want to hear about that. I want to know what we can do. Okay. So could you also, could you email guiltyfeminist at gmail.com and say this is what's happened and when we will make sure you're the guest next time? Happy to. Great. Thank you, Sue. Big round of applause for Sue. 
Um, gang, to close our first half, somebody I know many of you have been waiting for. Are you ready for her? Are you ready for a revolution slash orgy? Then keep that energy going for the incredible Grace Petrie! My name is Grace Petrie, and I am here to give you a generally nice time. <laughs> to the best of my ability. Um, wow, that was a really impressive fucking segment there. There's some very impressive people in the house tonight. Um, uh, I feel very <laughs> underqualified <laughs> to be here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna process that. In, uh, in the only way I know how, which is that I actually have a song about this very subject. Um, so I suffer, I suffer a lot from um, imposter syndrome. Um, give me a shout if you've ever suffered from imposter syndrome here. Yeah. Cool, yeah, yeah, quite a few. And, uh, and, we've, and we've also got some liars in as well, haven't we? Blind. Um, yeah, that's the way that works. I think we pretty much all have, haven't we? I think, I don't know. Well, yeah, anyway, I wrote this song. Um, uh, basically, I always wanted to be a musician my, my whole life. And then uh, w when I um, gave up my job, um, sorry, I mean, when I became uh, a musician, <laughs> self employed, not unemployed, that's right. Um, when I, I, you know, I, was, I, I spent uh, for like the first like two years of doing it. Basically just terrified that any day someone was going to go knock on my door and say, no, you don't get to do this. Uh, so I, I, but that didn't happen, which was fun, because um, it means I get to be here. But I, uh, so I wrote a song about imposter syndrome, and, uh, and it's called Nobody Knows That I'm a Fraud. <laughs> and it goes out to all the frauds in the room <laughs> with me here in Canberra, because I'm fucking English, right? That's, I mean, I don't want to be, um, but who would? Um, so, do you, uh, would you know what I meant by PMQs? Do you have PMQs here? Prime Minister's questions, right? Okay. Ah. <laughs> Prime Minister's questions. Is there anything else I've got to translate here? Um, I mean, we'll figure it out as we go. But, um, uh, yeah. I, so I'm a protest singer. This is a very long and not very interesting introduction, isn't it? Blimey. I probably should have... <laughs> You're an easy crowd. <laughs> the bar's on the floor. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm a protest singer, and that's another reason that I wrote this song, is that I feel like people always expect me to know a lot about politics. And I don't really know a lot about politics. I'm just, I'm just, an, I'm just like a cross idiot. Um, but that's all I know. As often as you might expect And I only live tweet question time for comedic effect And I've never read Virginia Woolf or any Bertolt Brecht And nobody knows that I'm a fool It's often been alleged that I'm as hard left as can be But my idea of edgy is an unknown brand of tea And I'm not even veggie, let alone dairy free 
nobody knows that I'm a fool But I'll get up underneath the lights until I feel adored And I'll never tell you anything I think you won't applaud Oh, it might not always be the truth, but it'll have three chords Nobody knows that I'm a fraud Dressing how I do, I find I often get mistook By graphic novel fans who judge me on the way I look But I just like Batman shirts, I've never read a comic book <laughs> Nobody knows that I'm a fool When people call me a musician, that makes my palms perspire I took grade one piano and I never got no higher and if I didn't have this capo, then you'd all see I'm a liar. Nobody knows that I'm a fool. But I'll get up underneath the lights until I feel a door. And I'll never tell you anything I think you won't applaud. Oh, it might not always be the truth, but it'll have three chords. Nobody knows that I'm a fraud. So that was the first half. Join us for part two, which should be in your feed right now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com